no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, so the Giants play the Commanders uh, again. We obviously just saw this game. Which of these teams, if you had to pick one, has a better shot of winning a playoff game? Dude, this is this is a tough one for me, but I actually think – so hear me out on this, right? Okay. So I think go. so I think Washington is going to win this game. But it's actually, I think – I think it's the team that finishes seventh that is going to be in better shape because of what you said about San Francisco. Would you rather be the sixth seed and go to San Francisco wild card weekend? Seven seed. But That's, you can't you're stealing my answer. Yeah, 100 percent It's it's whoever So I think that's gonna be the Giants. It's whoever plays Minnesota. And I'm not stealing your answer. I mean, I think we're both smart guys who <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, I know. We didn't, dis- we didn't discuss the, the answer. We 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 yes. talk on this podcast. No, I, I know. I'm just saying I'm not gonna have much to add. Uh it is totally matchup dependent. Both of these teams are trash. Neither one of Which them. Which team could... do you think is actually better though? On their own. Washington. So do I. Yeah. I I think but I, I think, but I think Daniel Jones is better than Heineke. Yeah, I feel like there's more uh there's like a little bit higher floor uh with, with Daniel Jones. Obviously Saquon can 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 dominate. Um I think Washington's defensive line, I think McLaurin's probably the best like passing game weapon, obviously, that either team has. It's not really close. Um, so yeah, I think Washington's a little bit more complete. I think the Giants record is inflated by fluky early season, close games against bad opponents. But, um, yeah, the answer is whoever draws Minnesota. And what do you think the line would be? I mean, it's tough because we don't really know about the quarterback thing, but like, what do you think the line would be for one of these NFC East teams at San Francisco in the playoffs? Is it more Double than a touchdown? Double digits for sure. Yeah. Double digits for sure. Yeah, I do. If if I mean if the 49ers continue to play the way that they have, I'm I'm like you're asking me if it was this Sunday. I think it would be. Yeah, Double I was so, okay. I was at like eight and a half. So you think it, it's ten or more? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I also think this. Who is the funniest team you can come up with? Who you think would be favored against the Giants on a neutral field on Sunday? Because hmm. I think there's a lot of bad teams that the odds makers would say, eh, they're better than the Giants because of everything you said. New York got extremely lucky. Their roster really top to bottom is not impressive whatsoever. Would Arizona without Kyler be favored? And with Colt McCoy? Yeah. I I'm think just they might. of the most I extreme, think, like the funniest one. I think the Rams with Baker Mayfield would be in L.A. Oh, I don't know. That's a, that's interesting. After last week? That's interesting. Carolina, yes, because of their yep. defense. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's... They'd be an underdog in New Orleans. They'd be an underdog in Atlanta. Are you... So you're asking, like, where would the Giants be favored on the road? Yeah, I mean, I think Houston might be the only... Might be the only place. I think they'd be an underdog at Chicago against the Bears. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. They probably would be. <laughs> so we saw that game earlier this year. It was 20 to 12 Giants. But yeah, you're probably right. This version of them. Uh, God. 
I hope both those teams don't make the playoffs. That would be pathetic. Colts, Vikings. All right. So the Vikings defense is appalling. They've given up the most yards and the most points in the NFL this year. Do we think their coach is doing a good job? I mean, isn't the answer isn't the answer no? So they're 10 and 3, and they have a negative point differential now in the season, but they could be the two seed. And you all year, when I've been talking to you about them being fraudulent, have been like, well, but they're winning games, even though they're not playing well. So eventually they're gonna play well, and then they'll even win more games. But well, I just you- said, well, I just said in the games themselves, they haven't played well. They've been lucky to win, but I kept thinking that they would eventually get to like they they would finally with the talent that they have put together games that were representative of that. Right, and, but here's the thing, like defensively what Yeah, maybe I Yeah, I'm I'm putting way too much stock in what they have on offense when I say that. I know I am. I know yeah, I'm that, that. that's the issue. Like they have to they have to score 35, man. They But how did their defense get this bad? I think how did that happen? I, I mean, I I should be able to give you like a few more specifics than than I can, but they you watch the Vikings a lot. They're in the same division as the Bears. What well, the that's, hell? That's happened? what I'm saying. Like, what they they have some high profile misses in their secondary, and they have been like the names that they have: Harrison Smith and Daniil Hunter. It's just. They're not playing up to their names and they're not like they're not great anymore. And then the rest of the guys, man, like who's good? Where's like the young infusion of talent? Patrick Peterson's another big name that everybody knows on that defense. Yeah, Zadarius Smith. Like they the names that they have are none of them are really I I, I mentioned Harrison Smith, Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, Peterson, like People know the names and they play this like very soft, conservative bend, but don't break. And they just get picked. They're apart. breaking more than any team in the friggin' league. They're dead. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But, but it's like, but like they, they don't get turnovers. They don't get sacks. They're not good against the run. They, they give up a ton of completions. Like the, the passer rating against those corners is astronomical. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I've honestly never, I've never seen anything like it where you look at the guys on the roster and you think, wow, I I said this at the beginning of the year. I picked them to go to the NFC championship game. They look like a really good team. Oh, the record's 10 and two. I was right. But then you watch them every week and it's like, what is this? Yeah. They've had, you know, the first game of the year against Green Bay. You know, I guess what they were able to do in Buffalo. them a lot of goodwill. What they did in Buffalo. Yeah. And then outside of that, they really have not played a 60-minute game all year. And have had high-profile duds the other way. Yep. The 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 Cowboys game. Cowboys game and the Eagles game. Yep. I mean, what what was that Eagles game? It scores like 24-7 and it felt like it could have been 54-7. You know, yeah, I mean? that, that was the night where there were dueling Monday night games and they both sucked. The other one was Buffalo and Tennessee. And Darius Slay just destroyed Justin Jefferson. Yep. Just after he had that huge game against Green Bay. Yeah. It was so that that was just so they just whenever they played good teams, other than yeah, and we thought the Packers were good and they're not, 
They've looked terrible. All right. Lions-Jets. Fun matchup. Very, very fun game. Like, if you don't do red zone and you had a couple of TVs, like, I think this game would would get placement. It's getting the Iron Eagle treatment. It's getting the CBS number one one o'clock game treatment. I like that. Yeah. Fun game. Fun matchup. Um, who, what would scare you more if your team was playing against them wildcard weekend? Lions offense or Jets defense? So I know that I said I'd rather watch the Lions play than Washington or New York. But I think the right answer is Jets defense. Because Hmm. even though there was the 30-point game against the Bears on the road, you know, there was defensive uh, scoring in that game for Detroit. Uh, Oh, you're putting a lot into home road splits for the Lions. Yeah, there's just, it's, it's, it's. It's real. It's been a thing. Yeah. So I just think that the Jets, now I know they, here I am just ripping Minnesota a little bit. They scored 27 points against the Jets and beat them in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. But I don't know. I think Quinn and Williams up the middle and Sauce Gardner taking away another team's number one wide receiver is a pretty nice place to start for this take. It <laughs> It is. Um, and I think the best argument is they held Buffalo to 17 points in a win and 20 points in a loss. Yep. So like, you know what I mean? I think, I think that's the, and that's in the last five weeks. So, you know, that's, that's, that's recent. That's how they're playing now. I, I do think that's the right answer. It isn't as fun as Detroit. Um, but both would scare you. Because the Lions thing, it's like, I mean, other than the Niners or the Eagles, I don't think there's a lot of even playoff teams in either conference that I would really think could shut them down. I'm real. That's why I'm really interested to see this week. Like, Do you think the Jets would put Sauce Gardner on Travis Kelsey if they played Kansas City? Um, no. But I haven't watched like every snap of every Jets game to know. Like, has he done that? Has he lined up even on like nickel? Has he lined I, up like on ins? On I don't know. Receivers? It's just it's just to me like if they were in a game like that, would you really want to line him up across Juju? No, you know, like yeah, no, probably not. Uh, I I I don't know if Sauce Gardner has even gone in on slot receivers this year, much less tight ends. So my guess is that that's not happening because I feel like if he was doing that, it would be widely discussed. Um, that's an interesting thought. Uh, what do you think's more likely here, though? Like that this game is played into the high twenties or the teens? Like where 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 do you? Because if they can hold uh, Buffalo, I hate low, to burst. Yeah, I hate, I hate to burst your Detroit bubble because I know a lot of people that bet they're over this year and have just enjoyed what they've been able to do and have felt yeah, already cash, about baby. watching them. Yep. Jets over his cash too. But I think that I think that Goff is gonna turn the ball over like three or four times in this game and it's gonna get ugly. Hmm. Uh yeah, like I mean, we I- haven't seen that Jared Goff that caused the Rams to say. Yeah, we went to a Super Bowl with you. Yeah, we paid you. But 
F that, we're out. And they're smart, and they know what they're doing. So I think we get that Jared Goff-like Super Bowl against the Patriots, Jared Goff, here in this game. Jared Goff hasn't thrown an interception since November 6th. He's gone five games without an interception. Was that the Giants game? No, he didn't throw a pick in that game. It was the Packers game. Okay. Well, and then overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers just completely turning into a turd. And then he didn't and then he didn't throw a pick the game before in the Dolphins game. So he has one interception in the last seven games. He's played mistake free football, and that's with over 300 passing yards in three of the seven games. It's pretty incredible. It is, man. You know, so I I think your answer is right about the Jets. Could he win comeback player of the year award over Geno Smith based on Danny Smith's uh, Danny Parkins' belief that it's an award that if you just sucked the year before, you're allowed to win it if he ends up putting up monster numbers in the last four games and they make the playoffs? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's, he's putting up monster numbers. Jared Goff right now, I got in front of me. He's... Eighth in the NFL in passing yards, fifth in touchdowns, and sixth in QBR. FanDuel doesn't have the awards up right now because of the game that got played tonight. Just but man, I'd love to know where Goff is on that award when I wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah, if he's text even me. listed. Text me if you remember. Okay. I'd be curious. We don't we haven't made enough bets together on this show. Well, I'm afraid that we're gonna jinx each other. This <laughs> really I know, but I'm just saying, can we change that? Yeah, we can. I want to let's institute a new rule. We on on the Thursday show, we make one bet together every. We have to make we have to make one bet together that either and we can we don't we spring it on each other. We have to sell each other on it on the Thursday. I'm good show, with that. We have to sell some, one bet. Some weeks it'll be mine. Some weeks it'll be yours, and we have to both make it okay. on a system. I think that's a nice touch. Okay. I like that. It's nice that we're developing bits 14 weeks into the season. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review. All right, Titans, Chargers. Titans missed the playoffs five to one. We like this wager. Well, what a segue into something that I actually wrote on there as a bet that I know you would like. <laughs> yeah, because I give but Jackson that, that, that for, to the record. The, the idea for the bit was something that we could pay off on Sunday show. Okay, like so oh, it's got it. Yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Jacksonville, if they win. Against Dallas, which I think will happen, will be six and eight. And if the Titans lose this game, they'll be seven and seven. And the Jags beat them last week. So here we go. Down the stretch, they come three games left. And I believe they play each other in week 18, the last week of the season. So. If Jacksonville's only a game out, they win that game in Jacksonville, they win the division. So they would just have to keep it where it is over the final two weeks before we get to the last week of the season. The Titans do have Houston, though, at home. Okay. Who else? So it's uh, at the Chargers, home against Houston, home against Dallas in Jacksonville. 
Okay, so you need Dallas to so you need Dallas to beat him to for Tennessee to go one and one. And then who does Jacksonville have after the Cowboys? Well, so you know, you're saying you need you need assuming they beat the Titan uh the the Texans, so you're saying Titans would go one and three down the stretch, which gets them to eight and nine. And then you're saying Jaguars. Jaguars the rest of the way. Cowboys this week, they're a four and a half point underdog. You like them to win. At the Jets, at the Texans, home against the Titans. So they need So if if they the would Titans win out. Okay, but listen to me. If the Titans lose to the Chargers and the Jaguars beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah, they're if they both six. go one and one after that, and Tennessee's up a game going into week 18, they play each other. If Jacksonville wins, they're tied, but the Jaguars would have swept the matchups in the regular season and they'd go in. That's look, it's five to one. It's not uh, the odds got to be lower than that of that happening, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're the key variable here, though, is Jacksonville's got to beat the Cowboys on Sunday for this to happen. And they're a plus 170 money. And Trevor line. Lawrence is playing his balls off, baby. It's it's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. So do you want to make that the bet? I'd love it. I mean, I'm Do you want to do Jaguars to... money line or Jaguars plus four and a half? Oh, for the for for this game? For oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna bet the money line on this game. I'm gonna bet Jacksonville to beat Dallas. You gotta have fun. I mean, four and a half. Anybody could do that. We gotta take it to our own. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but, yeah, but if Dallas wins by ten, they both lose. So we got to put the we got to put the the we got to put right. our own. All right, Jaguars plus one seventy five is the and what a comeback that would be for our preseason takes for Jacksonville to run Tennessee down and for the Titans to just collapse that would, in the that last would be... month of the season. Yeah, Spencer, we would need to re-promote our, our AFC preview pod from week one when Pony's mic didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, all right, let's 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 keep it moving here. Uh, Patriots and Raiders. Reports in Boston, Kraft might try and force Belichick to make coaching staff changes. Your thoughts? I don't believe that that's how their dynamic works. I don't believe it. I think that Bill Belichick would fire his own son, who's on the staff, if he felt like he needed to. So I can't imagine that Bill is very happy with how it's going for his offense this year. And if he used... If he drafted a quarterback in a questionable way in Mac Jones, and then he spent free agent dollars in a questionable way like he did when he signed all the tight ends, and then he made weird offensive coaching decisions like he did this offseason, like there's going to be change. And I can't imagine Bill Belichick is going to be resistant to that change. He's going to be the one making it. Like he's he's not satisfied with that. I don't believe that it's going to be like an edict from Robert Kraft when they have been the model of owner, coach, shadow executive that we've ever seen in sports. So I don't, 
I don't I don't buy that that's where the rift is in New England. Well, Kraft has told Belichick with players to do certain things, at least in one very prominent case that happened where Brady didn't want Garoppolo around anymore and yeah. Kraft pretty much made Bill trade him. But this really gets down to, I think, you say Belichick's going to be able to read the room and, and recognize what's going wrong and why it's going wrong offensively. I also just wonder, though, how stubborn he is at 70 years old. Like, because the outside world is saying Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge can't coach offense, and really, the accusation, though, more than that is Belichick can't do it because the presumption is Belichick is just, like, calling the offensive plays and, like, using them as, like, figurehead offensive coordinators. Yeah, like a proxy, human shield, so, all that stuff. Yeah. In that respect, like, you think Bell, Bell, Bill Belichick is going to take powers away from himself? No. Uh, but I, So he's going to be the head coach, the offensive play caller, and the defensive play caller and just not I have mean, a coordinator? Kind of looks like what's going on there now. Well, yeah, it's not working, though. I mean... If if uh, Mark Davis had more cash on hand than would fire Josh McDaniels, he'd just hire him back. But he can't afford to buy off oh, the contract. Uh, that, I mean, if if that happened, if McDaniels got fired, he would be the Patriots offensive coordinator again next year. Yeah. Of course he would. I love, though, that Mark Davis is just cash poor. I think that's a funny, like, under-discussed There's angle. so many great things about that guy. Yeah, yeah. His house, his haircut. He eats lunch at P.F. Chang's every day. (laughs) I mean, I like Chinese food, don't get me wrong, but the same chain restaurant? Right. And, like, you're in Vegas. There's just world-class chefs with Michelin star restaurants all over the city. Just, what, P.F. Chang's? It's ridiculous. 